Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Hemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profits. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? My guest today is Morris Beagle. Morris Beagle is the founder of the Colorado Hemp Company, but his background started in the entertainment industry. He was a district manager for a music and video wholesaler, The Handyman Company, from 91 to 95 before moving back to Colorado and starting his own independent record label production company, Happy Scratch Entertainment. Morris gained his expertise in sales, marketing, production, printing, product development and branding, distribution, social media, event coordination and production, vendor relations, and business management. So, in 2012, Morris started the Colorado Hemp Company. It's a group of individuals, revivalists, and artisans who have come together to regenerate hemp as a sustainable commodity for Colorado, the United States, and the planet. They are committed to making hemp fully legal and an accepted part of everyday life in America and around the globe. They are here to help people find the right information and the right connection for hemp and to promoting the message that hemp is a viable resource that will produce thousands of products with a vast potential for creating a positive change in our environment, our economy, and our personal health. <laughs> so, Morris, I want to welcome you to the iHemp Revolution. Thanks. I appreciate that, Coach Freddie. Well, great. So, uh, so you started... Colorado Hemp Company in 2012. What was your reason for getting into the industrial hemp industry and why industrial hemp? Well, I've been a hemp advocate since the mid-90s and have been interested in the industry for a long time. Um, I came from the implosion of the music industry that happened between 2005 and 2010, and I was looking for an emergent industry that I was passionate and excited about. Um, Colorado had ramped up medical marijuana in 2009, and in 2012, Amendment 64 was introduced to legalize recreational marijuana and then have it regulated like alcohol. Within that legislation, there was a clause that allowed for industrial hemp farming and processing, and when I saw that, I immediately started Colorado Hemp Company and began printing hemp shirts and hats under the Hemp Gear moniker. So, Morris, I hear you are moving your company headquarters to Pure vision, uh, pure hemp technology. You know, this is an industry of, uh, hemp biorefinery in Fort Lupton, Colorado. What can you tell us about that? Well, we are scheduled to move our warehouse and our headquarters out to the pure hemp complex, uh, the first week or so of October. I sat on their business board of advisors and I'm extremely excited about, um, the technology those guys are developing to create raw materials for a ton of different industries. Uh, their technology 
uh, creates pulp, lignin, and sugars, basically breaking the socks down and separating out all the components. Um, and they've been doing this with a variety of feedstocks over the years, but industrial hemp, they've just started to get into the last six months and start testing it. And uh, it shows great promise with the initial data that's been generated so far. So if I was to make a prediction right now, I would say that that industrial hemp biorefining business model will be a billion-dollar business here within the next five to ten years. And in the next 20, 10 to 20 years, um, I think it's going to grow exponentially. So to me, being able to partner with these guys and be located where they're taking 21st century technology and utilizing it with industrial hemp, I just find it incredibly inspiring. and I'm just excited to be moving out there. Well, that's great. Um, so you come from the printing and production background in music industry. And what are you doing with the hemp paper printing and packaging right now? Well, I do have a lot of experience in the commercial printing industry. And now having the opportunity to incorporate a tree-free hemp-based paper into the market uh, I think that's pretty exciting. Hemp paper has been around for thousands of years. The first hemp paper, or the first paper that was ever made, was used uh, made using hemp. Uh, the majority of paper being made up until the end of the 1800s was also made with hemp. Uh, hemp has a great cellulose ratio and properties that allow it to make a vast array of different paper products. And unfortunately, for the last 140 years or so, the timber industry has positioned itself through a variety of means to control the paper industry. Wood pulp is not near as efficient a material to make paper. Um, from a composition standpoint and an environmental standpoint, it just doesn't stand up to what hemp is. But the industry has been subsidized for over 100 years, and it's kind of similar to the alternative energy challenges that go on with the fossil fuel industry. But uh, however, I'm prepared to fight the battle for tree-free hemp-based paper, and we'll be spending a great deal of time and energy developing a variety of hemp-based paper stocks so that consumers can have a choice. And I think if consumers do have a choice and they get educated and the products can be somewhat competitively priced, the market will make the right choice. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Um, yeah. What is the one thing that has you most excited about industrial hemp? Well, I would say the one thing that has me most excited is all of the possibilities that hemp can unleash with 21st century technology and ingenuity. If we can get full legalization with minimal interference from the government, I think that the sky's the limit. Uh, that part may be challenging, but from a logical and rational standpoint, there shouldn't be interference. Hemp has been a staple crop of the planet for 4,900 of the last 5,000 years. It's only recently that we got duped and led astray with some blatant misinformation and propaganda, and it excites me to expose this deception and change opinions and perception using science and the truth. So I think that's going to happen, and I'm excited to see it happen. I, I'm excited too, uh, Morris. Out of all the thousands of products that can be produced with hemp, which one do you see kind of taking the lead, being in the forefront right now? Well, right now, I see the CBD market, the 
cannabinoid, nutraceutical, dietary supplement market really taking hold here in Colorado. Um, you know, coming from the medicinal marijuana side of things where you've got, you know, millions of patients and customers that are, are looking for alternatives to, you know, pharmaceutical medication and, you know, for all the whatever ailments they have. I see uh, there's been some really good research and developments um, on the peer re- peer review level in the scientific community. You've also got thousands and thousands and thousands of anecdotal uh, testimonials from folks out there. And at least around here in Colorado, um, the companies that are really doing the CBD tinctures and salves and um, edible type stuff, those guys are, are doing really well and there's a big demand for that. So I think it's it's easier for that product to get into the market right now with the established customer base that's already there from the mm-hmm. bigger cannabis industry. Yeah, I can see that happening here. But how do you think the the industry is doing right now? I think it's doing fine. Mm-hmm. I think things are a bit chaotic and people are all, are all over the board and what they're trying to do. But overall, there's great energy and enthusiasm which will move everything forward and eventually things will settle down and the industry will begin to gel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you see the industry changing our culture? I think once mainstream finally understands what hemp is and that it's a non-psychoactive plant and it's not marijuana and they look at the industrial, nutritional, nutraceutical benefits that come with it, I believe humanity's level of consciousness will be heightened. At least I hope so. Hemp and cannabis as a whole has the ability to really transform our mindsets and culture in relation to our personal health and the environment of our planet. So how do you how can people best get involved with the industrial hemp industry? I think if you want to be in the industrial hemp industry, I think you need to support the hemp industry. You need to buy hemp products, buy hemp clothing, hemp food, body products take hemp-based supplements, Uh, you need to go to events, networking parties, join hemp organizations like the National Hemp Association, the Hemp Industries Association, the American Hemp Association that's just getting up and going. I think you need to interact with hempsters on social media and on online groups and forums. I think you need to be proactive and read up on current hemp legislation. And, of course, listen to online radio shows and podcasts like iHemp Revolution and make an attempt to get yourself educated. Yes, I I agree with you right there. I, I think everybody can get involved at their own level and just get education is the first part. So I know that the Colorado Hemp Company, their motto is supports all things hemp. And through your vision of technology, marketing, sales, brand development, and events. And that's how you see your vision. Can you tell us a little bit more about your events and what you want to accomplish with these hemp events? Well, coming from the music industry, I've been involved with festivals, conferences, and special events for a long time. I think it's important for like-minded people to get together, network, share information, and have a good time. That's what we want to do with our events. 
we put on two NOCO Hemp Expos thus far, and our NOCO 3 will be happening on April 1st and 2nd of 2016 at the Ranch Events Complex in Loveland. There we're going to have, a, you know, hopefully about 100 vendors and sponsors, 50 or so speakers and panelists, and a variety of interactive activities that will be going on. It will be totally hemp-centric event and a great place for learning and the latest information and happenings in the industry. We are also involved in a variety of smaller events with other promoters as either a sponsor or a vendor. Uh, we just recently participated in the Sustainable Living Fair that uh, we ran into each other out here this last weekend. And we're also going to Kentucky at the end of the month for the Hemp Industries Association Conference. And then after that, we've got a 2015 Hemp Harvest Party in Denver at the Walnut Room on October 17th where we incorporate live music, hemp beer, and this time, this go around, we're going to do a nice video presentation that features pictures of the 2015 hemp grows throughout Colorado, um, as well as the hemp harvests. So this event is really about the celebration of the farmers and the growers who have stepped up to be pioneers in this emerging industry. So once the, you know, to summarize, I just think it's really important for people to get together under one roof and have the, time to share and and have conversation and get to know each other and you know hopefully make relationships that will move forward in the future so in in Colorado especially here there's a lot of farmers that are are planting or starting to plant hemp um can you give us your perspective of where the farmers are at now and do you know how many acres are planted or approximately how many acres are planted in Colorado right now and ready to get harvested? Well, I'm not 100% positive. I know that we registered for over 2,500 acres here. How much seed actually got into the ground, I think, is a little bit suspect as far as actual data, what we know. Um, I've heard, you know, 1,500 acres. I've heard 2,000 acres. So I'm not exactly sure, but I think that uh, we've got more seed in the ground than probably Kentucky or Tennessee this mm -hmm. year. So I think that we're leading the way, um, but we've got a seed issue, and that's something that needs to be resolved sooner than later. Exactly. So in some of those fields, we're actually planted specifically for for seeds, right? Yeah, I would say, you know, 95% of all the seeds that will be coming this year we'll be going back in the ground next year i mean that's that's the main objective is to get seed here since we haven't been able to import it from mm -hmm. out of the country and the dea continues to be a bit of a hindrance or a lot of a hindrance i guess <laughs> yes so um so you say 2500 acres um were were planned this year to grow what do you see being planted next year and your estimation and there's a lot of estimations out there but from 2500 next year where do you see that maybe going or hopefully going i think that we'll be over 5000 acres next year they're doubling that yep. yeah yeah i i can see that too i and then after that it's more than doubling i think so yeah, it's going to continue to double and triple i mean once the floodgates open then you know, we'll get thousands of acres. And, you know, I think realistically the federal barriers come down and states respond correctly that 
will be growing more hemp in the United States, you know, than Canada, you know, in five years. I certainly hope so. Five to seven years. Yeah, I can see that happening. And, you know, all the, all the states are, are, are talking about it. And as they come on board, I can see many, many, many acres unfolding because they're being skeptical about who's going to buy this and we'll have more of the infrastructure provided for people, farmers, I'm saying, coming on board. And Yeah, I mean, it's if you plant all this hemp and then there's nowhere to take it and process it and utilize it, you know, that infrastructure has to be developed. And we're not there yet. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of us out there that are trying to put the pieces together so this infrastructure gets built. And there's a foundation that supports what the farmers are going to be putting in the ground. We want the farmers to make money. We want communities to thrive. And we want the industry to thrive. Uh, yes. And I, I just recently uh, in Colorado visited the, I believe it's the first hemp house up in the mountains of Colorado, just west of uh, Fort Collins up there. It's almost complete, another 30 days and it'll be com- complete. And I believe it's uh, probably, I think, 1,600 square feet. Beautiful house. Yeah, Josh and Melissa. Right. Grave. Um, have been working on that for a while and they've been working really hard and I'm proud of everything those guys are doing. Yes, and it it really looks beautiful. So what is your vision of the future of hemp specifically in the United States? Well, my vision is a bit utopian probably, but I would love to see hemp grown across the U.S. without federal or state interference and treated and regulated like any other ag crop, such as corn, wheat, alfalfa, hay, soy, apples, peaches, whatever. I think this would open up massive opportunities for farming communities and help out local economies, local economies provide jobs, and spark innovation for creating a more sustainable environment for future generations. Now, I, I know you have quite a few products that you market through Colorado Hemp Company. Which ones are your best sellers, would you say, right now? Well, we're doing a lot of paper printing right now. So hemp business cards are our number one thing. Um, We're doing also quite a few hemp posters and hemp brochures. Um, We're also doing hemp T-shirts and hats. But, you know, the thing that's moving most and where we're generating the most excitement and consistent business is in the business card market. Okay. Well, could people come to you specifically, or if they have a graphic artist, could they send you the artwork and you print them uh, business cards? Yep. It, I send you the the design specs, which you can get right off of treefreehemp.com. Um, send me a file, submit the file, and we'll deliver business cards to you within five to seven business days. Super. That's really great. So I know a, n- a number of... Uh, of graphic artists that uh, are sending their cards out to be printed for their customers and, and uh, I'll certainly put the word out and uh, where they can get them printed on hemp. This would be, be really great. Did People it, send stuff to like Vista Print, you know, that's like mm-hmm. going to Walmart or Best Buy and, you know, there's alternatives to those big box retailers and little specialty cottage companies like what we're doing. 
Um, you know, it's it's like shopping at an independent record store or an independent bookstore where you know that you're actually supporting something that, that has meaning and value. Exactly. I've had tons of cards printed in the past for various businesses that I have been in. Now, uh, hemp, can you get it printed in different colors or is it a specific color right now? No, well, the hemp paper itself is an off-white. It's a natural color. Mm-hmm. It's acid-free, chlorine-free, archival paper. So you can print anything on it, full color, and you know it's got an uncoated finish, so it's not going to be gloss and shiny like a lot of stuff. It's going to be real natural, organic, and authentic looking. Okay, great. Well, I think people should take advantage of that and uh, get them printed, printed up through you. That would be good. Well, Morris, I want to thank you for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution podcast. Well, I want to thank you for having me on. I think it's great what you're doing. And again, the Colorado Hemp Company, their slogan is, supports all things hemp. Now, how can people uh, find you? What What is your website, your email address? ColoradoHempCompany.com and HempAtColorado.com hempcompany.com and then you can also check us out at treefreehemp.com and nocohempexpo.com now noco is n-o-c-o that stands for northern colorado northern colorado okay great so thank you again morris and I want to thank all of our listeners and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes. Give us a review and please tell your friends and help spread the word on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and other social medias. We also have a, a Facebook page, Facebook iHemp Revolution. So visit us on Facebook. So this is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the iHamp Revolution.